Sorry. And I don't give a damn how hard you try to teach your kids exactly. to walk a straight line. Now, if you are one of the blessed individuals to already know what that sound is, then you already know what's up. But if you don't, and you have talked to me on the phone in the last two weeks, if I'm at home, you've probably heard the sound in the background. And it is life changing. It was a it was a gift to me from a, a very, very, very oh very, very, very very, very close personal friend. And it is the I mean they're not paying me to sponsor this, but let's just call it a Blair gun. And it feels amazing. Whew. Um, the Rojo Show, episode 96. 96 was a good year. Um, a lot to talk about. Now, yes, this episode is coming out, what is it, a day or two days after all that shit that went down at the Capitol. But this is by no means a, a podcast about that shit that went down at the Capitol. Because um, I see what they're doing. I see what they're doing and I hope that everybody else sees what they're doing as well. I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of obvious points. Yes, we know it would have been handled different, differently if there were, um, if these people were African-American. Absolutely. Um, everything is handled differently when it involves African-Americans. Um, but let's just, that just is what it is. Um, now, um, a lot of stuff to talk about. Um, first off, um, I, I don't have grandparents. I don't know if everyone has heard me talk about this before. I don't have grandparents. Uh, well, I mean, I do like biologically, like my parents have parents. That's true. But I didn't grow up with like an, a Nana and a pop pop. I didn't grow up with a, uh, a G ma and, uh, uh, a pappy. I don't know. I don't even know what you call them. <laughs> the granddad. <laughs> I remember that shit happened once. Okay, so so I kind of grew up with my dad's dad, James Senior. Um, and for a while, when we went out there to to Harvey to see him and um and my grandmother, he used to give me like two dollars every time I went out there. And um, they was already kind of old. Like, I'd be really interested to know how old my dad's parents were when they had him. Because my parents were 30 when they had me, which is, I mean, I don't know if it's technically, in some ways, it's kind of late. I don't know. But um, so, like, I kind of had a relationship with them, but not really. Like, I don't really remember him, like, my grandfather ever, like, disciplining me per se or like nothing like that like I don't really remember them as being that active um and then uh, I remember visiting them in the nursing home and nursing home life is shit so you can't really expect him to be so like yeah again not nothing like that um and then 
my mom's parents, my mom's mom died when she was 13, 12, 13, something like that. And I don't know how much her and my uh, my grandmother and my grandfather were really messing with each other after that or before she died. So I don't know. Um, but he did event, he went, he, my, my mom's family is from Arlington, Tennessee. So he returned there or maybe they were there. And then she, uh, my grandfather sent my mom to live with her mom's sister, her aunt, auntie is what we call her. Um, <clears throat> And I guess T.T. was born, too, at that point. T.T. is Gwen. Um, and then, I mean, I don't want to be getting too deep into my family's business. Then my Aunt Pam came later. And I would need my sister here to, like, properly tell me how everybody is related. But my family is messy just like everybody else's family. At any rate, my grandfather started, like, a whole nother family down in Tennessee, and so whenever we came around, we was like, you know, <laughs> we was like, you know, his old woman's grandkids. So uh, I, guess, I guess as a man, I could see how that would be like somewhat difficult to deal with. But like once it's like kids involved, like you got to get off that bum shit, nigga. So, um, yeah, I never really messed with my grandfather. I remember there was like one visit when we went down there. And, like, he was, like, taking pictures with my mom and my aunt. And it, we went over there. And it was seeming like we were going to try and establish some kind of relationship. And we briefly had a conversation about, like, what I would call him, like, granddad or some shit. I don't know. It was a very short-lived conversation. <laughs> because uh, maybe it was the eventual all-timers. But he forgot about all that shit. <laughs> Yeah, so, uh, so yeah, so like not having grandparents has affected me in a lot of different ways. First off, I don't really have patience for old people like I should, um, unless they're like, like super old people, like they're like super funny or like witty, but just like, just like being nice to old people for the sake of like, or for the, for the specific reason of them being old. Yeah, I don't know. Um, I feel like that has to be something that you learn. Otherwise, you just move with the pace of life. And them niggas at some point start to slow shit down. And you just hope that, you know, you don't slow shit down at some point in your life. Maybe. I don't know. Maybe I'm being hella unsensitive, insensitive right now. Um, my parents are going to be, like, the first old people that I really, like, care about, I think. Um, and they're my parents. So, you know, that's going to happen anyway. Um, But specifically, like... I don't know if this happens with grandparents. Maybe this is something that I am like wishing. And this is like something that I'm imagining in my ignorance. But do grandparents ever check the parents? Because, man, I could really use like sometimes I'm not going to be specific. I'm, I'm not going to be specific. I'm just saying one 
sometimes one of my parents be needing to get checked sometimes, and I can't do it, of course, right? Because you know, as soon as as soon as a, uh, as soon as this, the child says anything about needing to like coach up to the parents or like you know, what I'm saying like you know, in managerial terms, you know, you know, uh, coach up or maybe like suggest some kind of like. Mm -mm. Uh, that's when the Bible verses come out and, you know, it's train up a child and, uh, uh, the old songs come out and I'll always love my, there's all this other shit. And it's like, yo, nah, like sometimes you just, sometimes somebody needs to be able to say something to you. I wish, I wish, I wish I, oh, no, 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 don't do that. Um, sometimes I wish that, you know, the OGs could get checked. Who checks the OGs? That's a good question. Question of the day. Who checks the checkers? I think that's kind of what we going, what's going on in, in the government right now. It's like, who checks these niggas that think they're uncheckable? It's crazy. It's crazy. Man, look, look. Okay, only because it's we seem to have found ourselves at this point, am I going to address this? Because I really don't want to. But, like, this Capitol building shit is... Um, Yes, it is obvious. Um, it is obviously displaying the amount of privilege that just white skin will get you. Just white skin. Just white skin. Like I don't want anyone to walk away from this. Like not that, not that, not that the real didn't know that white privilege was a thing before this. But like, if this don't show you, if this don't show you. You fucking crazy. Because not only was these niggas white, like, some of them just looked fucking stupid. Like, everybody's showing this nigga with this costume on with the horns and shit. Like, <clears throat> I would have shot him long range just for fear that he was an actual animal. Get out of here. If this was if this was black people just standing across the street, we would have been questioned all kinds of different ways and asked to disperse. So like, I don't even want to get too deep into that part. What I want to, everyone to be aware of, what I want everyone to be aware of in the year 2020 is that this now allows white people, and not all white people, when I say white people right now, I mean in the demonstrative sense, as in the evil whites, the bad whites, the old whites, the racist whites, what this now allows them to do is it allows them to divide their kinds of hate. Oh. Oh. Please remember that you are walking around with motherfuckers that may not have gone and stormed the Capitol building with those clowns, but understand. Please be advised that this is happening, okay? Do not get caught in the trick bag, all right? This is allowing this is allowing upper crust racists to be like, oh no, we don't do that. But be aware they are doing something. And I I don't want to sound just like hella um, you know, conspiracy theory or or uh, paranoid, or like I'm pushing some kind of black-white hate agenda. I'm not saying that at all. I think it's obvious that there's some kind of agenda. Has been for a long time in this country. 
But what I'm saying is don't think that, again, again, what the old, the old brother Kanye said, racism is still alive. They just keep concealing it. Okay? Niggas is look, niggas not, we acting like everything evolves except racism. Racism evolves too. Motherfuckers think that if they not getting the, 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 the iPhone one version of racism, it ain't here. No, nigga. Racism evolves like the iPhone. This is a glitch. This is a glitch in their racist, uh, in their race, in their racist technology. This is some old shit that they thought would work, and and it has been. Well, honestly, we still don't know how this is gonna how this is gonna come out. <clears throat> Everybody's talking about, oh, they're gonna be arrested. They're gonna be arrested. When has that? When has the government or police ever been in a rush to arrest white people? I'll wait. Well, I can't wait because I'm recording. But get back to me. Email me show at gmail.com. What's up? Shy underscore Rojo one on Instagram. DM me. It doesn't happen. So please don't be holding your breath thinking that these motherfuckers is going to be getting brought up on charges. Um, that's going to, you know, heavily affect their life because I don't think they are. <clears throat> that's not what we do. We don't punish whites. It'll be some community service shit that they'll be able to turn into some kind of Trump benefit program or benefit situation. I'm telling you, I've seen it happen. I live in Chicago, okay? I live in Chicago, which means I, (laughs) and I'm like, uh, I'm like, uh, I don't even know how to, I'm like well-versed in Chicago. I'm well-versed in different areas of Chicago, so I'm used to seeing white people get over I'm used to seeing white people do shit, be able to do shit that uh, niggas on the other side of town could w- only wish to not get harassed for. <clears throat> so, there's that. Please keep your eyes open. Um, I'm watching Skip and Shannon's show. <clears throat> I'm saying I'm not saying the name of the show on purpose. If you know who Skip is and you know who Shannon is and you know their show. Um, but this is an old point that I meant to bring up a couple weeks ago, but, um, they were talking about Kyrie and KD, specifically Kyrie, because Kyrie, um, okay, I don't, I've never heard Kyrie say anything crazy. I've heard him say things that... I've heard him say things that make me question where he gets his information from. I've heard him say things that I don't know if I would say to the basketball media. Um, But I've never heard him say anything crazy. Um, At one point, it was thought that Kyrie said the earth was flat. I don't think he said that. I think he said we don't know. And I think he expressed the same um, sentiments towards the moon landing, which are things that I have heard other people say. And 
in the right rooms, if you have proper information and can deliver it, you can create a compelling argument to uh, the moon landing not being real. The earth is not flat. I don't think. I'm pretty sure it's not flat. I'm pretty sure the earth is not flat. But um, the moon landing, you can create a case that will at least make a objective person say, hmm, you can do that. Now, um, Skip and Shannon, we're getting, we're going real hard on, on, um, on Kyrie and KD, specifically Kyrie again. Um, this time it was about his comments on the podcast. I can't remember what podcast it was. Again, I'm not in the business of plugging out the podcast. But Kyrie said something like, you know, KD is the first, uh, being on a team with KD is the first time where he's looked at someone and said, that motherfucker can make the same shot I can make. I'm not saying motherfucker because I'm cursing. That's what he said. Um, And then um, after that, he made another comment about, I mean, it's basketball. I don't think we, something about like, I don't think we really need a coach. Not saying that, Yeah, saying that, I mean, it's almost like we don't need a coach or something like that. I'm not going to direct quote it. I'm shooting from the hip. But, I mean, Kyrie and KD, if you put the rest of the team together, I mean, I mean, how much coaching do you really need Some in some situations? If you run a system like Greg Popovich, if you run a system like who's my man with the Celtics, uh... Brad Stevens, maybe you need a coach for that on the sidelines every game. But if you're coaching like Phil Jackson, if you're coaching like Mike D'Antoni, if you're coaching this like free-flowing fast offense, I mean, eh. I mean, I feel like the, the basketball coach in some ways, this might be a bad example, but in some ways is like uh, uh, can be like the quarterback of a team. Like uh, you're just managing the game. Like you're really just and, – and not all quarterbacks are like that. Some quarterbacks, again, are calling audible. Some quarterbacks are, you know, um, <clears throat> reading the defense. And some quarterbacks are just – Dinking and dunking. Some quarterbacks are just managing, keeping the game going so that the defense can make a stop or, you know, short yard plays, bang, 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 kind of like Peyton Manning was his last couple years. Sorry, Indianapolis Colts fans. Sorry, Peyton Manning fans. He got the Broncos uh, uh, fucking um, Super Bowl off that. Anyway. Um, so yeah, uh, I think is, but at any rate, at some, um, during their rant on their show, their, their theme was like, just, just worry about playing basketball, just play basketball. And I'm like, how close is that to just shut up and dribble? 
which, you know, the white lady said and everybody got crazy about because she was saying about LeBron. Is this a LeBron thing? Um, is it about what he was saying? I just think we need to be careful about that. Like, um, there's already this weird stereotype about athletes. Um, there's an either even even more specific and weirder stereotype about black athletes. Um and now we're dividing that and we're somehow finding a way to um criminalize the black athlete that I mean Kyrie hasn't really been involved in any like any issues or any like controversies besides his comments which again are controversial comments but only controversial in a you know educational realm so he's already speaking above some people's heads um and and again like causing people to question stuff and i don't really know if that's a bad thing like i'm sorry he's not out here with a school like lebron like that's lebron's lane Kyrie is a lot younger and very different than lebron so <clears throat> it allows him to think about things in a different way i don't know um i think Kyrie really reads some of the books that LeBron just walks around with and again I enjoy LeBron I like what LeBron stands for um but I think on a one-on-one level I don't know if I'd be trying to hang out with LeBron um and that's not just because he's I mean I'm closer in age to LeBron I believe like LeBron is a year younger than me and I think I'm like four or five years older than Kyrie But, um, yeah, man, like we got it. We just got to be careful that like we, we want our athletes to speak out. But now we're like feeling a way about what they're speaking out about. I mean, he could be introduced. He could be lobbying for um, medical marijuana. He could be. Um, I mean, I don't know how they feel. I mean, I'm, well, I'm sure every they're really hyped about everybody talking about or endorsing or pushing social justice in, in some kind of way. Um, regardless of if it's uh, heartfelt and steadfast or not, um, in this day and age, there's no way to really uh, judge that um, or to delve deeper to see if it's genuine. You just kind of have to take it on face value and hope that the person, you know, uh, puts their foot in their mouth at some point or ruins it in some way further down the line. Um, I don't know if those are the kind of things we want to be wishing on people, but I, 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 I digress. We just got to be careful about basically telling certain athletes to shut up and dribble. And then other athletes we endorse and tell them to like speak out more, please. I haven't heard LeBron say a, um, a super compelling comment that didn't have to do with himself. I feel like the biggest, the biggest, in in a world where there are so many people in the sports world championing, championing, and speaking up for LeBron, he does a lot of speaking about himself. That's just something that I noticed. You can, you can, you know, crucify me for it or call me a LeBron hater. I like LeBron. LeBron cool. Um, I like wearing his, some of his shoes. Some of them bitches is a little heavy though. Um, but yeah, I don't know, man. 
this isn't even a LeBron conversation. This is this is just a media versus Kyrie. And I'm just saying keep it clean, keep it above the waist, and be careful that we're not saying to him the same thing that white Republicans or white conservatives, I don't even really like using those terms because, you know, in this case, Skip and Shannon are being extremely conservative. Extremely. So, you know, those titles are, you got to take that shit on a case-by-case basis. I'm, I am conservative about some stuff, and some stuff I'm very liberal about. But it seems to be that depending on those topics, some of those topics hold more weight than others. And if you're liberal or conservative on certain stuff, then that makes you more liberal or conservative as a whole. And I'm just saying, watch what we're saying, because... On the grand scheme of things, I don't want to be the, like saying like he could be saying some worse stuff. He could be saying some. I'm not saying that, but I mean, just because he's not saying what you would want him to be saying, again, like let's just you know, let's just be careful in how we're critiquing people's free thought and free speech. I guess is my 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 last comment. Okay. Um, what else? Anybody know what city pop is? City pop is my new favorite kind of music. It's uh it is like eighties Japanese um electronic soul music. <laughs> uh it, what? Oh no, I'm sorry. Um I saw that Eric Jerome Dickey died and I thought it said Michael Eric Dyson. I was gonna be like, whoa. But no, I didn't. Um I forgot what I was talking about. Damn. That's fucked up. Yeah, because I'm definitely I Definitely on that shit. Um Hey, if 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 the Rojo show was the first podcast you listened to, give yourself a hand. Congratulations to you. Because I definitely know that I was being, um, I was telling people what a podcast was when I was telling them about the podcast. So just, you know, just keep that in mind, you know. I just want everybody to remember old Uncle Rojo put you onto this podcast thing. Started these podcast hits. Oh, Jim Losophy. Jim Losophy for today's date. Today is Friday, January 8th. 2021 gym philosophies so um there are many different styles of training um you can have resistance training which is where you are placing an element or a weight against yourself and you are resisting, usually with some kind of band or there's different ways to achieve it. Um, but the style of training I would like to focus on is called progressive overload. Now, progressive overload is a very popular style of training. And you'll probably when you think about it, it is probably one that you use most. Um where let's say you are doing a bench press um or a um a dumbbell 
press. I prefer, I'm really into flat dumbbell presses right now because I like the range of motion for my shoulders. Um, I've had an array of shoulder injuries to the same shoulder. Um, I've separated my shoulder. Uh, if you listen to the last couple shows, I almost uh, fractured my scapula uh, in a bike accident. So my shoulders have gone through some sh- some shizzle. So let's say you're doing flat bench dumbbell press. Sets of 10 to 12. Um, the first one, we're going to start off with a 30. Because we want to feel the stretch. We want to use a weight that we can confidently press 10 to 20 times. And you know what? Since it's the first one, we'll call it a warm-up set. And we might just do 20. We'll do, we'll do it till we burn out. 30. Gives us a nice idea of where we can go. If you can do 20 to 30 with a 30 pound, then I think that you could definitely do 10 to 12 with a 50, 250. So bump up, boom, 250s. Uh, You go from 30 to 50 and you've calculated it in some kind of um, scientific method in your mind. Like we just said, okay, we did 30 reps with 30 pound dumbbells. Um, If I'm only doing 10 to 12 and you want that 10 to 12 to be very taxing, you want that 10 to 12 to almost not be 10 to 12 because if you have a spotter, you want to get a spot on 10 uh, and then, oh no, no, no. you want to be struggling on 10 and then maybe you want to get a spot on 11 and 12. That's how you get your 10 to 12. Okay. So, um, we went to, from the 30s, now we're at 50s. Okay, you get your 10 to 12 with the 50s. Uh, you get to 12, but 12 was pretty easy. You did okay. So we're going over, to progressively overload the body. So we got 10 to 12 fairly easy with the 50s. All right, we're going to do five sets, we'll say. Okay, cool. So let me bump up to 60s now. Okay, boom. I'm doing 10 reps at two 60-pound dumbbells in each hand. Flat bench press. Here we go. Boom, boom, boom. Uh, you get to eight. You struggling at eight. You struggling at nine. You get the you get the spot for ten. Spot me one more for eleven, and you bring it down. Okay, good. That was a good set. That was a good set of ten to twelve with the sixties. But you still got to 10 to 12. You got to 8 before it even got challenging. So let's go heavier. Boom. Bump up to those 70s. You bumping up to 70s. You don't do 70s often. Maybe you do. But we're progressively overloading. So you know what we're going to do with the 70s? Let's say we're going to do 70s. We're going to at least get to 8. We're going to get to 8 clean. No, 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 we're going to get to six clean, and we're going to do at least eight unless you're really feeling good. But from what we've seen, we're going to get to eight, and we might get spotted for two more. Okay, so here we go. Boom, with the 60s, pressing it out, pressing it out, pressing it out, pressing it out, pressing it out. Struggling for six, struggling for seven, get the spot for eight. Bring it down. We are progressively overloading the body. And maybe you'll stop at 90s with three reps. Depends. Depends on if you're doing personal PRs or you're doing ones or twos. Whatever you're doing. You're doing presses for reps. You're doing PRs for reps. Whatever. I don't know. The moral of that story is there are a lot of people out there 
that go to the gym every day, that go through life every day, and they are putting the same weight on the bar. And they're just pressing that weight. And then they leave. There is no thought to progressively overloading. There is no thought to challenging. There is no thought to stepping outside of the box. There is no thought to seeing what the full potential of your element is. They just put the same weight on the bar. Now, again, I am not saying to bite off more than you can chew. I didn't say go from 30s to 80s. That's how you hurt yourself. That's how you get injured. That's how you lose confidence. That's how you don't go back to the gym. That's how you don't go back to new things. But if you progressively overload, if you take a little step each day, then before you know it, you've made gains. You've made movement. You've made progress. And every little bit counts. Every little bit counts. Progressively overload. Challenge yourself. Gymlosophy. Gymlosophy. That was a good one. That was a good gymlosophy. Yeah. So I am attempting to progressively overload myself, but uh, I just... Bro, I just, how do I get paid to, like, do this other stuff? Like, I need some kind of proof of concept. I made my first skirt. It was pretty nice. It was a good skirt. I'm about to bleach tie-dye some shirts and some sweatpants. I'm going to do these sweatpants, and then I'm going to sew. Well, I don't want to tell you all my ideas. You'll see them soon enough. But um, If you saw the pants that I did for Bradley for her birthday, the little jogging pants, that is only just the beginning. I got some T-shirts and I got some other stuff I'm going to do. But, man, I wish I, like, could only do this and didn't have to, like, go and do this other stuff. Like this job work stuff. Sheesh. Boring. But it is what it is. Um, Yo. If you have seen The Undoing, I've heard a lot of people talk about The Undoing. I've heard uh, some of my favorite podcasts. I'm not going to name them. I've heard them discuss The Undoing. I've heard friends talk about The Undoing. You know what I haven't heard them talk about? And, And excuse my openness with this comment. That girl's titties were amazing. Nobody is talking about this. Nobody is bringing this up. Her boobs were scrumptious. She looked amazing. She was very attractive. I don't want to. I don't want to like oversell or become like offensive and um, complimenting her um, her chesticles. But listen. I just, it's not even about her boobs as much as I didn't expect them to be, like, not mentioned at all. How are we not talking about this? She is amazing. She is a, um, she's an Italian actress and singer. 
Whew. Man. I don't even want to say her name. But the gym scene, like when she came out and they was in the locker room and she was just like standing there. She was just standing there like just looking bad. Talking casual to bro. When she bro. Hi. Oh my god. Elena. Elena. Yes. We did read at the fundraiser. Bro. You gotta nobody is talking about this. (laughs) Nobody is talking about how how she was just standing here looking bad. And Nicole Kidman looks genuinely like she doesn't know what to do. Like she could just just no no like she could just devour her right here. And then she come over and start like almost like whispering in her ear. Bro, you gotta relax, relax. <laughs> Bro, when she came out and she was um she was breastfeeding her baby, listen, I mean there is something very matronly and beautiful about watching a woman feed her child. But that one hit different. I'm just saying. And if this is me spending too much time talking about the beautiful young lady from The Undoing, I'm sorry. But Matilda D'Angelis, the Rojo show, is a fan of yours. Okay? We enjoy you. And I hope you bring your beautiful um, acting skills to more things in the future. Because I would love to see uh, what you have to offer. I'm just going to play this scene again, though. And, um, yeah. Hi. Elena. Sheesh. All right. Anyway, The Undoing. Check it out. She's serious. So, yeah. Um. Oh, my God. I have to get my car fixed. My car, uh, my, my, uh, my transmission went out. So I have to get my transmission fixed, replaced, replaced. They don't fix transmissions, I don't think. Not like they used to. They used to rebuild them. But apparently rebuilding them costs around the same amount as, um, around the same amount as getting a new one. For my car, at least. So, gonna just have to look into getting a new one and calling it a day. Um, if you ever get into an accident in a car and it is not running right, please take that bitch back. Um, no matter what. No matter if you need the car for work. No matter if... Uh, just no matter for nothing, bro. Take that shit back. Because my car has been fucked up since I got hit by a bus. And um, they're not trying to hear that shit. They are not trying to hear that shit. Especially since I was, like, driving for work at one point. Not driving for work like Uber, but, like, I was teaching at different schools across the city. So, like, I'd have a school from this time, then it would be 30 minutes. I'd have to drive over to this other school, and I had 15 minutes to drive over to this other school. 
<laughs> then I'd come to the studio and chill for a minute. Then I'd have to go to another school. And it was just like driving, driving, driving. So by the time I went back here to look at it again, the bitch had like another 5,000, 6,000 miles on it. So they were like, bro, this is not, this is, we can't in any way try to connect this to that. And I was like, well, that's some bullshit because before this, my car wasn't doing this. So that's my story. And um, my Uncle Randy told me that the car was never going to be the same. And he was right. He was right. So this is my Uncle Randy, who is one of my grandfather's other, other, other kids. But anyway, so yeah, there's that. The Rojo Show, episode 96. Anybody listening to anything good right now? I was way more surprised about that 21 Savage album than I spoke about. Um, I know I talked about that Juicy J album on the last podcast. But if you haven't heard that, um, if you haven't heard that 21 Savage and Metro Boomin, whatever it is, part two, is it Savage Life 2? I don't know, but that is a good album. I like it. Waiting to hear this new Drizzy. Um, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm, not, I'm listening to like trash right now. I'm listening to a lot of old shit. I'm listening to Tame Impala. I mean, their new album. That shit was giving me like heavy Tony vibes. At some point, I'm going to put together, like, a Tony playlist. I should do, like, it would be good to, like, do, like, a Tony mix. Like, have a mix, a series. Because he really liked a specific kind of music. He liked that smooth, like, uh, electro kind of, like, groovy shit. But he also liked a lot of uh, Dream. I don't really like a lot of Dream. Perhaps I need to go on, like, a Dream dive. Artists I need to go on a Dream dive or a deep dive of. Um... I mean, I listen to a lot of Doom, and I don't want to go on a Doom deep dive now that, like, he's dead. But, like, I don't have a really, like, solid opinion of what my favorite Doom album is. And that's really what more of this deep diving is about. It's about it's about being able to speak more intelligently and clearly and rank some of these people the way I would really want to rank them. So, just like... You know, um, not too long ago, I did a T.I. deep dive where I kind of solidified that um, trap music is my, is it trap music or urban legend. I can't even remember now, but one of them is obviously like the shit like has like all the hits on it. That's the one I like. The one that has it's like ASAP motivation. Like, and these bitches come in a row, too. It's like, bam, 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 bam. And then it's, boop, 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 boop. Like, they come, Toomp is hitting us in the head, like, one after another. It's amazing. Um, but, like, again, to have, like, a, a clear definition. Like, Jay-Z is hard because depending on my mood, Blueprint and um, Blueprint and Black Album kind of switch places every now and then. Um, but I need to, I was re-listening to Magna Carta, that shit kind of bangs, Watch the Throne is crazy, and, um, I mean, I'm gonna have to revisit 444, um, but yeah, um, you know, I need to go on, like, a doom dive to kind of know where I necessarily put everything, um, I also need to do a Beyonce dive, now, that's gonna be kind of annoying, because I don't really care for Beyonce's music, like, I've never been like, ooh, I really need to hear that Beyonce song, but, for as 
critical as I have been accused of being, I would like to know definitely what albums of hers I do fuck with and which ones I don't. Now, I can't remember which one has Drunken Love on it, but it also had that song she did with Drake on there. I kind of like that song. That was a good pocket for Drake. That was a good time for him. That was right around when he was writing with Alicia Keys and shit, too. But, um, yeah, I don't know. I need to go on a Beyonce dive. I went on a 2 chains dive. There's really only one album that you need because all his hot songs is really on one album. Um, um, I forgot, but yeah. Yeah, 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 all that. Um, rest in peace, MF Doom. Um, I think Brian put me on the MF Doom. Well, he might have been the first person I heard talk about him. Um, I was not on that type of rap in high school. I was like a Jay-Z fan, Nas fan. It was a lot going on in 2004 or 2000, 2004. Um, so I was like bumping them niggas heavy, heavy. Um, whoa. But then, um, yeah, I think I heard him talking about it and I started listening to a little of that. But, um... Rest in peace to Doom. Sending niggas out to do his shows. Crazy production. Uh, he one of those rappers that kind of make it okay to do anything. So, like, if you was to just start rapping to the beat of a, a you slapping a box of cereal, like, as long as you kind of flow, like, Doom would, like, make that, like, like you, you'll be okay. You'll be fine. Um... I don't know what else to talk about. I hit you guys real quick with something. 45 minutes is not that long. Hey, man, send me in some topics, bro. Send me in some topics. If y'all want me to talk about something specific, if y'all want me to talk about something that y'all haven't heard me talk about before or something comes across, hey, man, tag me in something, cuz. You feel me? Tag me in something. Um, Because I'm around. And, like, sometimes I be needing, like, an impetus to even do these shows sometimes. Because I just, I don't know, it's hard to get the motivation sometimes. Is this, like, do I sound like, do I sound like Paul George right now? Like, am I talking about my mental health right now? I don't want to be. It's okay. I'm not making it like a mental health isn't real. Mental health is definitely real. I just don't know if I should be telling you guys about my mental health when it pertains to recording the podcast. Um... But yeah, I work five hours at Aldi tomorrow, 12 to 5, and I hate it. If you're going to make me subject myself to this, at least make me do it for eight hours. Like, don't like, I mean, come on. What's up? It's crazy. A lot of people be on this Joy Taylor train. I don't get it. She okay, but I need to see her full body. And I know that's weird coming from me because everybody knows that uh, I enjoy the boobies. And she takes a lot of nice pictures with tops with her cleavage out. But I need to see the whole body. And I'm not meaning to turn this into like a... Wait, okay, is this her? Bro, I got to get my... I hate my Twitter on my computer. Hold on. I wonder if Joy ever dated uh, Shannon. Did Shannon smash Joy? 
Shannon. So, it's day three. Uh, uh, okay, from the, from the front, I'm seeing a little stomach, which, okay, I, I mean, it happens. But I'm not, I'm trying to see, just to be subjective, I'm trying to see your butt. I mean, pretty face, but I mean, okay, she's just another light-skinned girl. Mm, she, mm, she don't have no cheeks, bruh. <laughs> and I'm not, I'm not trying to come down. I'm not trying to objectify her body. I'm just saying a... I'm just trying to give an objective critique as a man, as a man that enjoys women, that has seen women before. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh-uh. Nah, I'm good. She kind of just has like in a a you know slightly above average Mexican woman body. Well, Chicago Mexican, because Chicago Mexican is very different than Texas Mexican. I learned that when I went down to uh, to that tent sale with my boy George and and uh, T. Ross. Who else was down there? Was Lee down there? Alex was down there. Alex, T. Ross, Mike, Big Mike, me, George, Alex, T. Ross. It might have just been us four. Me, George didn't go. Did George go? George didn't go. Me, Alex, Mike, T. Ross. I think that's what it was. Me, Alex, Mikey, T. Ross. I think that was it. If I'm forgetting somebody, I'm bogus. But I think that was just it. I think that's who that is in that picture. I don't know. But, yeah. Um, Yo, it was some Mexican chicks coming in there. And I speak in no English. They had crazy bodies. Not like, not like. Not like Chicago Mexicans who can kind of have a boxy look. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Forgive me. Forgive me. Mi corazón. Mi corazón. Don't do that. You know I love you. But some of y'all be kind of boxy in the body. But anyway, Joy Taylor. Okay. (laughs) She's okay. I mean, Angela Rye. Now, I heard Angela Rye kind of had a body. Did she start crying during a TSA body search? Hold on. Oh, God. This is kind of giving us exactly what we want to see, right? Oh, I don't know. This dress is like... She, uh-oh. Hmm. I don't know. What she ain't really got the cheeks either. Hey, this TSA body search is kind of crazy, though. Yeah, this TSA body search is kind of crazy. Now she crying? Oof. Oof. I don't want to hear what the Young Turks say about it. They be kind of on some bullshit sometimes. Um, 
I mean, another one that dated Common and <laughs> came out un- unimpregnated or unattached. She's uh, she okay. She's just a skinny girl. I mean, she could have an okay body. Nothing crazy. Nothing crazy. Not like that teacher. Y'all know them teachers? That, that one teacher from Atlanta? Yeah, I mean she could dress. She's she's cute. She cool. She, I don't I don't think she'll get fat in her life. She's nice, but she's not like she's not like a a bombshell or anything, which is fine. Not all not all women have to be bombshells. I'm not saying that either. I'm just saying she doesn't have like a a standout crazy body. Um, but I started this with Joy Taylor. Nobody really talks about um. Nobody really talks about Angela Rye's body, really. They talk about Joy Taylor, and apparently she's just, you know, she's just got a nice top and a pretty face. Which some of you people, some of you niggas, some of you niggas is a sucker for some big boobs and a pretty face, bruh. <laughs> now that I'm thinking, now that I'm thinking about who told me about Joy Taylor, <laughs> if I can make, if I can make a perfect woman for this nigga. She might not even have no legs. <laughs> she might just have a real pretty face and some big boobs. And uh, maybe she could like, uh, maybe she can bake or something. But uh, he good. <laughs> That's all he needs. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Which is crazy because he is, that'll be giving away too much. He is the king of sixes, though. Hey, you ever say something and forgot you said it? I do that all the time. And I don't know if that's because of my, the medicine I take that causes me to forget things or if that is just, like, saying stuff off the cuff. Like, it's just boom, 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 boom. Just, you know. Um, and this is amongst my friends where it doesn't matter, where you can be funny, not around, like, other people. Who, yeah, that's, yeah, you just be saying whatever. Please, relax. Sit down. Um... But uh, a friend of mine called me and told me that I called him the king of sixes the other day. <laughs> and it's funny because he is. He is the king of sixes, boy. I tell you, if we say, yo, we're going to meet up, we're going to bring our ladies. Listen, he will walk in with a, ha- with a, with a gaggle of, yeah, <laughs> while everybody else will be trying to walk in with one. <laughs> He'll show up with a lot of. Eh, 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 eh. I mean, on average, I guess on average, if you if you average if you add them up and divide by the number there, you you okay? You are not bad. You gotta get the hell out of here. I forgot about that. I forgot when Chief said I was dating some girl in high school, and I told her if we was outside of ten feet of each other, we didn't we weren't we weren't dating anymore. Crazy. Who comes up with this shit? The guy that does this podcast that you're listening to, that's who. Sheesh. That was toxic back in the day, man. I hope nobody comes up and says, like, oh, you was girlfriend shaming back in the day. Or I don't even know what that would be considered. But please don't bring up nothing I did back then. Because I was, listen, man, I didn't do nothing that wasn't done to me. Okay. And that doesn't mean that hurt people hurt people. I'm just saying, like, that's how you learn what the what the going rate is. That's how you learn the culture. Like it happens to you or you experience the culture and then you got to make other people experience the culture. I don't, I don't know. But yeah. Um, 
Well, that's that. I ain't going to hold you. You know what I'm saying? 55 minutes in the can. I ain't going to hold you. What I am going to do is I'm going to go live some life. And I'm going to go get more shit to talk to you all about. Because uh, I know I'll be inconsistent. I know I ain't do my last one for like a month. But, you know, it's coming around. And um, the more you know. So, rest in peace, Alex Trebek. Rest in peace, MF Doom. Um, yeah. And I'll see you guys uh, in a little bit. Hopefully next week. The Rojo Show. Episode 96. I'm on iTunes. I'm on SoundCloud. I'm on all that. Uh, email me, show at gmail.com. DM shy underscore rojo1 on Instagram. Hit me up.